Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. We want to welcome you to our in-person service, as well as those who are watching by live stream this morning. We thank God for each and every one of you. Amen. The Bible says in Philippians 2, 9 through 11, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and things in heaven, and things, Lord God, in the earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, amen, to the glory of the Father. Come on, let's stand this morning. Let's put our hands together in song to worship you, Lord God, I live.
church say amen. Here we are one more time in the house of the Lord. Let us bow our heads. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name we come, thanking you for yet another day. Thank you for the gentle rains that you sent down, dear Lord. You know what you're doing. You sent the rain, but you also make the sun. You do it all for us, dear Lord, and we're just giving you the glory and the honor, recognizing your deity. Dear Lord, you sent your only begotten son to die for us on a merciless cross, a punishment that we deserved. You took it upon yourself, dear Lord, only asking that we would trust and believe in you and to obey your word, dear Lord. Help us to be the children that you have created us to be, dear Lord. We can't do it without you, but with you we can do all things. Asking your presence to enter into this room, into this sanctuary, into this service. Bless every heart, every mind that's gathered, dear Lord, whether in person or on live stream, dear Lord. Bless in a mighty way. Let folks know, dear Lord, that you are the best gift of all this season. That we need to have you in our lives because no one knows the day nor the hour. You said you would come like a thief in the night, dear Lord. So we want to be ready. And the only way to get ready, dear Lord, is to accept you as our our Lord and Savior. We accept you now, dear Lord. Bless the service, bless the pastor as he he delivers a word, dear Lord. A word that was carefully crafted by you and, and expelled to him. Give him strength, courage, conviction, dear Lord, to carry it out. Make our hearts ready and our ears ready. Make our spirits light, dear Lord, so that we may accept the word and do what it needs us to do. This world is crying out. Help us to be the bell and answers, dear Lord. Work through us. And when praying time is over, there's nothing left to be said, dear Lord. We want to hear thy good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'm now going to make you ruler over many. Oh, what a day, what a day that would be. We thank you in advance for what you're about to do, dear Lord. Let no one leave this place unsaved. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Tis the season, church. But before we can get into that, we need to address something that we do here at Second Baptist every first Sunday. And that is to address the Lord's Supper. And the word of God coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 11 says this, For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Eat, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do you remember so After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as oft as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood. Let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that 
he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chased of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another, everyone. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation, and the rest will I set in order.
Amen. You may be seated. Oh, come, let us adore him. How many of you come this morning just to adore, to give the Lord praise? Amen. What a mighty God that we serve. Amen. Amen. Just thanking God for all of his blessings. Amen. I want to thank uh, the congregation for helping on last Sunday to put Christmas up. Amen. It looked very nice, and everyone did a wonderful job getting everything up. And uh, we thank God. It it's, feels Christmassy. Amen. Uh, in the house. And so we just want to give God praise you know, on this first Sunday of Advent, amen. We're going to have our official welcome this morning uh, by the Limbo family, my daughter Danielle and grandson uh, Nicholas Jr. and husband Nick, amen. Let's welcome them as they come. morning. Um, we are the Limbles. I'm Danielle, Nick, and Nicholas. We would like to welcome everybody, either in person or on live stream, to church today. Welcome you to our worship service and the first Sunday of the Advent season. And it's our prayer that you'll be blessed and be a blessing as we glorify our Heavenly Father who is worthy of all of our praise today and every day. If there are any first-time visitors with us today, um, we kindly ask you to stand now. Can you uh, do us a favor and share your name and, and where you're from? Amen. Amen. We're so glad that you chose to worship with us today. Um, Nicholas? Once again, thanks to everyone, and we extend a warm welcome, and may you continue to have a blessed day and enjoy the Advent season. Thank you. You know, it's in the pulling teeth to get uh, some of the youth to, to say. See, when he come over the house, I mean, there's a little more juice uh, to it. But just thanking God for all of his blessings. Certainly, we want to welcome each and every one of you. Again, those who are watching by live stream, we praise the Lord for you, and we thank God for all of his blessings. Those of you who are here at Second Baptist know that during this year, 2023, our church theme is that we are together in Christ. Amen. That we are together in Christ. Uh, we want to remind you that on uh, December the 14th, which is a Thursday, we have our year-end uh, church business meeting where we will be electing our officers for 2024, as well as approving our church budget for that time as well. So uh, we would ask that uh, you would join us. Uh, this is going to be a virtual 
meeting, so the information is out there on how to sign in for that meeting on Thursday, December the 14th at 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, amen. Listen, on December the 24th, we're going to have our Christmas Eve morning family worship service with Christmas Eve falling on a Sunday uh, this year. Uh, normally, we would have an evening service as well, but we are going to combine everything. We're going to have an outstanding Christmas morning, Christmas Eve service, and we want you to be out here. Please take note, the time is going to be 10 o'clock a.m. Somebody say 10 a.m. Amen. 10 o'clock a.m. We want you to be there. We have put together just a special uh, program and worship service that morning. Our praise team's coming in, our choir's marching in, and I want you to be here to catch all of that. Amen. That we be in worship. So uh, please make sure, adjust your schedules, please. Amen. And that uh, would make sure that you are here. We have a great time. We have a number of uh, church members who are going to be involved in that service that, that morning. Our choirs are going to be singing. Our youth Genesis choir is making their debut, amen, that the morning. And uh, we have our instruments of praise, our, our music group that will be here, uh, as well as all of our choirs and our dance ministry. So we want to make sure you are here, that you join us on Christmas Eve morning for our family worship service at 10 o'clock a.m. After the service, we're going to have a luncheon, amen. We're going to have a potluck. And the potluck's going to assist of soup, uh, sandwiches, amen, to, uh, and so I want you to see Sister Hamlin after service, and she has a list, and so we're going to have a variety of some things, so uh, that's going to take place after that service uh, on that morning, amen. We also want to remind uh, for our women's ministry that uh, they have a luncheon that I believe is taking place next week, next Saturday, uh, and so uh, please see Sister Joan Toller. Uh, if you would like to participate in that, amen, we are looking forward to that as well. Now, we have changed the way we are doing our worship in, in terms of our giving uh, for this year and since the pandemic. Uh, what we do now is we make sure that we give our tithes and our offering for those who are in person to deposit it in the back of the church to the offertory box. There is a sign right there. So before you leave today, make sure that you place your tithes and your offerings there. For those of you who are watching online, just click on the timely button there on your website. You can give your tithes and offerings, or you can mail it in. So we just want to thank God for all of his blessings. A lot of people now are utilizing online and, and paying electronically, so we're not going to have you come up and, and do all of that. So just at the end of the service, you know, make sure that you deposit your tithes and your offerings there. Let's bow our head as we thank God for the gift of giving. Eternal God of Father, we just want to say thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to give. We realize, God, that everything that we have, it comes from you. It belongs to you. And so, God, you've asked us to give back in a way that you have graciously given unto us. And so we ask, God, that you would bless both the gift and the giver. Bless those who had a desire to give but had it not. And, Lord, we just want to say thank you for allowing us to be stewards of that which you have so graciously given unto us. And, Lord, we pray that as we receive these gifts, these tithes, these offerings, God, that we will use them to build up your kingdom while we are here on earth. But we ask these things in the precious name of your son, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Let the church say, Amen.
this being the first Sunday of Advent, you know, it's always a great time, and we look forward to this special time that God has given us to focus on Him, and as we await for His coming again, amen. We are blessed to have our moments in Advent this morning by Deacon and Deaconess Farrier, amen. So let's welcome them as they come to give our first Sunday of Advent on Hope. means coming. It is the season of anticipation and expectation of the second coming of Jesus Christ. We are celebrating the birth of Christ. It is a season of family, reflection, forgiveness, and prayer. Advent is celebrated the four Sundays before Christmas. The symbols of Advent are three purple candles, and one pink candle. One white candle, Christ candle, is lit on Christmas Day. A candle is lit weekly. A circle wreath made of evergreens symbolizes the everlasting love of Christ. A table is covered with a purple cloth symbolizing royalty. Good morning, family. We are honored to present the first theme of Advent, of this Advent season, the theme of hope. The Bible is filled with verses that speak to the power and importance of hope. Here are a few examples. Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Psalm 31, 24. Be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who hope in the Lord. Isaiah 40, 29. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Defining hope. The Bible defines hope as the confident expectation of what is good. Hebrews 11.1. 1. It's not wishful thinking or a fleeting optimism but a deep-seated assurance that God's promises are true and will come to pass. Hope is a powerful, expectant energy that permeates the season. It's the anchor that holds us steady amidst life's storms. Hope is that elusive yet essential ember within us that flickers stronger during Advent. It's a deep, unwavering belief, a furnace of faith that warms us from the inside out. Church family, as we stand at the threshold of Advent, a season of anticipation and preparation for the arrival of our Savior, Jesus Christ, let us hold fast hope. During this time, let us turn our hearts and minds towards hope, a powerful emotion that has sustained believers throughout history. Now that we know what hope is, how do we cultivate it in our lives, especially when darkness seems to surround us? Cultivating hope. How can we cultivate hope in our lives during this Advent season and beyond? Here are some practical steps. Number one, reflect on God's faithfulness. Recall moments in your life when you have experienced God's love, grace, and provision. This will strengthen your belief in his promises for the future. Number two, immerse yourself in scripture. Read through verses that speak of hope and meditate on their meaning. 
Allow God's word to wash over you and fill your heart with confidence. Number three, connect with fellow believers. Surround yourself with others who share your faith and hope. Their encouragement and support will be invaluable on your journey. And number four, engage in acts of kindness and service. Sharing your blessings with others is a powerful way to experience hope and bring light into the world. Loving God as we light the first candle of Advent, which is hope, we ask for your presence to fill our hearts and homes. May the hope of Christ's coming bring light to our darkness and renew our spirits. In Jesus' name, we pray. So now we will light the prophet's candle, which represents hope. So if you would all join me in prayer. Father God, thank you for being a light in darkness and allowing us to embrace hope during this Advent season. As we journey through Advent, let us remember that hope is not a passive feeling, but an active force that can transform our lives. By placing our trust in you and your promises, we can face any challenge and overcome any obstacle. Let us follow your example and be the light of hope in this world, shining brightly for others to see. And together, let us prepare the way for the glorious arrival of our Lord and Savior. This Advent season, let us commit to cultivating hope. May we reflect God's love and light to the world. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let the church say amen. We want to... Thank Deacon Booker and Deaconess and Nikki Farrier, amen, beautiful presentation on hope. You know, when you lose hope, all things seemingly are lost. We have the hope today in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And we ought to rejoice today, realizing that this God that we serve is an awesome God, a wonderful God, and a beautiful Lord and Savior. We're blessed, and God is blessed with so much talent here at Second Baptist Church in Doolstown. And uh, we have a sister today, Sister Monet Davis. And uh, Monet has uh, sung with our choir in the past and, and looking forward to her continually singing with us. But uh, she has a special presentation that she wants to give today. Amen. And so let's welcome Sister Monet. Amen. <laughs> church family. Good morning. So I have a testimony I'd like to share. About eight weeks ago, um, I was awakened to a text message from my daughter. Uh, she's away at college in Reno, Nevada. And, uh, you know, when you get texts from your children, you just kind of brace yourself. And um, so because I tracked her location, I could see that she was at Reno Medical Center. So I just said a prayer and read her text. And she said, Mom, when you get this text, please call me. 
So I called her, and uh, it took her a while to answer. But when she finally answered, she told me that uh, her and her roommate were on the way home, and they were at a four-way intersection. And she said, Mama, I look both ways. I look both ways like you taught me. And as I was going through the intersection, I looked to my left, and all I could see was lights. They got hit by a drunken driver head on. She said, Mom, I don't know how many times we flipped. I stopped counting at three. The paramedics came in. They had to take her out from the, from the roof. Um, I had just shipped her that car. That was my mother's car. And she said, Mom, I'm sorry about the car. I said, I don't care about the car. I'm just thankful to God that you're okay. God is so faithful. God is so amazing. And because of our faith, we have hope. So no matter what you're going through today, know that God is faithful. You may not see how it's going to work out. You may not think it's going to work out. But because of the faith that we have in God, he gives us hope. And that hope gives us enough strength to endure tomorrow. So the Lord has laid this on my heart with me. And I just wanted to share with you that God is faithful.
our faithfulness. Amen. Thank you, Sister Monet, for not only sharing your testimony, and uh, but your testimony in song. Truly great is thy faithfulness. Lord unto thee. Amen. Boy, I ask one of our deacons to come at this time as they lead us in prayer. Good morning, church family. It's a good day to be here. And I, since the last two times I've uh, reminded you how far it was to Christmas, I will not remind you this time because I think you figured that part out. But it is, it really is uh, a good day for us all to be here. We started out the day just wonderfully if you think about how we've heard about hope. And then we followed that up with faithfulness. So how much better could our, the start of our day be? So let's all bow our heads. Dear Lord, it is another Sunday on which we come before you to be in your presence. It is another opportunity for us to continue to build that unwavering relationship that we all seek. Dear Lord, we absolutely want to thank you for being there for each and every moment. Lord, we thank you for helping us to get through the previous weeks for helping us to be patient and observe and to wait on you. And Lord, we thank you, as always, for the challenges that build our strength and further our faith. And Lord, as we come before you today, Lord, please look down upon our pastor as he brings the word forward to us. Lord, Continue to give him the strength of voice, the strength of conviction. And Lord, give us the openness of heart, the openness of mind to accept what is brought before us and the willingness and the desire to move with what we receive. And Lord, as we take on today's blessings and lessons. Please give us the desire to go out and share your goodness and to be a reminder to many of what it is to have you in our lives. And Lord, as always, please allow us to just continue to build that relationship. In your name we pray. Amen. serving Jesus and being saved and washed in the blood of the Lamb. Right. 
any blood washed children in the house of the king. The Lord today. Hallelujah. This song talks about being glad that we're set free by the Holy Ghost power of God. Hallelujah. He's those of the Son that set free. We are free indeed. Amen. Praise Jesus. I just rose to tell you what the good Lord's done for me. How he picked me up, he turned me around. And set my spirit free. He filled me with the spirit and gave me victory. And all I know is I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm so glad I've been set free. Said I just rose to tell you what the good Lord's done for me. How he set me up. He's turned me around and he set my spirit free. He filled me with his spirit and gave me victory. And all I know is I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm so glad I've been set free. You see, Satan, he's a liar. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But you tell that old devil. No longer will I be your toy. Because Jesus is my Savior. And he gave me real joy. And I know that I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm so glad I've been set free. I'm glad. I'm glad. So glad I've been set free. If by the Holy Ghost, the power of God never living inside of me. I've been a walk.
Let's give the Lord some praise. Is anybody glad this morning that you've been set free? Amen. What a mighty God that we serve. Again, we are so grateful and thankful for each of you joining us on this day, this first Sunday of Advent. And we want to thank the Farrier family, amen, for doing such a wonderful job. Let's thank the Lord for the Farriers. Amen. For doing such a wonderful job. And for those of you who are visiting with us for the time. We are excited, ecstatic that you are here uh, with us. We pray that this will not be the last time that you will join us. If you did not uh, fill out a uh, one of our cards, uh, visitor's cards and ushers, that they ushers will make sure that uh, you do that uh, with them before they leave here for the day. Amen. So we're just praising God this morning on this first Sunday of Advent. Again, we want to thank the Farriers, amen, for the great job and the presentation they did on hope. You know, it seems just like it was yesterday that we were going through Advent season and it was here and went through Christmas, amen. And for those of you who may not know, Advent, as the Farriers were trying to let us know, takes place four Sundays after Thanksgiving that lead up to the Christmas Day, amen. This year, you know, it's a little different. We actually have five Sundays between Thanksgiving and Christmas Day. So our Advent season that we are in is going to lead us to Christmas Eve. I mentioned to you that we have an outstanding uh, service planned for you on Christmas Eve morning. Amen. That will be the only service that we will be having for that day. It will be at 10 o'clock a.m. Amen choirs, our dance ministry, our instruments of praise, our Genesis Youth Choir. Uh, they are going to be ministering to us in Christmas music on that Christmas Eve morning. And they have been about the business of preparing and getting everything ready for us. Amen. You know, Advent is defined as the arrival of a notable thing, an event or person. For us Christians, what we really do, we celebrate all three, amen? The thing that we celebrate is the joyous adventure we're on that leads to something exciting for us. The event we celebrate is Christmas Day. The birthday of that special person and that person we celebrate is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen? And church, this is a special time of the year where our hearts are usually a little more joyous and hopeful. You know, we walk around in the times in which we live, and, you know, folks seem to be a little nasty at times, and uh, 
speak a little harsh to you and, and all, but during Christmas season, I don't know if you notice, folks seem to be a little sweeter, seem to be a little nicer, amen. And the truth is that if we don't allow the hustle and bustle of the world's hectic race to find that perfect gift, and we just step back for a minute and look at what the Lord has done for us, amen, that God has blessed us. Has anybody been blessed during the course of this year? You know why I can say that you're blessed? Because you're here this morning. That the Lord woke you up this morning. We do realize somebody didn't wake up this morning. Amen. But we ought to thank God in here that the Lord saw fit to wake you up this morning. And start you on your way. So during this season, we smile a little more. And hopefully we get a little bit closer and to those that we love. If there's been some things that are going on in your life or some situations, take this Christmas season to turn it over to the Lord. Last week we told you when you turn it over to the Lord, the Lord will work it out. Amen. Do we have a believer in here today? If you turn it over to the Lord, the Lord will work it out. Amen. And that turning over in that aspect of hope is really what I want to speak to you about today. You'd be so kind just to stand with me as we look at God's word. I want to focus this morning in the book of Romans in the third chapter, beginning at verse 22 and reading through verse 24 and then Romans 8. For the word of God says that this righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. In Romans 8.28, which you know, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Amen. I want you to turn to your neighbor this morning and say, neighbor, tell him my hope is in Jesus Christ. Tell your neighbor, now don't tell them unless you mean it, amen. Tell somebody this morning that my hope is in Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Eternal God, our Father, Lord, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for your grace and for your mercy. Thank you for your compassion, for your understanding. Thank you for sticking by us, Lord God, when we have even moved away from you. But Lord, we need to hear a word right now. There may be someone here in the sound of my voice, Lord God, who does not know you personally and the pardoning of the sins. And we pray, God, that upon your word coming forth, someone will cry out this very morning, Lord God, I yield, I yield. What must I do to be saved? For we ask this in the mighty matchless, marvelous name of Jesus, who is the Christ. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. Let the church say amen. Amen. You know, Christmas time, and I don't know about you, but I, I like Christmas time. I have to admit that, you know, Thanksgiving time is one of my favorite times. But I got to tell you, Christmas is a beautiful time. Christmas, if you didn't know it, is Sister Hamlin's favorite time of the year. Amen. She likes shopping, shopping, shopping. 
Chopping some mo. <laughs> Chopping. Amen. But just a wonderful time. And it's a time of celebration, even for those who don't believe in the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you ever notice they still take time to enjoy Christmas? Amen. They may not celebrate Christmas for the same reasons that Christians do, but the world celebrates Christmas. Amen. Even Jewish families celebrate Christmas. One man who was born into a Jewish family tells a story. He said that even though they were Jewish, they always celebrated Christmas. He said that they had a Christmas tree, they had Christmas decorations, they sent and received Christmas cards, they ate Christmas dinner, and they even got Christmas gifts for one another, amen? But he said that my parents never mentioned the real reason for Christmas. He said, growing up, as far as I was concerned, Jesus was no more than a picture of a baby on a Christmas card. That Christmas that was a celebration of Santa Claus, not the birth of Christ. And he said that I was a Jew. I was waiting for the Messiah to come. No one thought to tell me that he had already came. Amen. No one told me that the Savior of the world had been born Christmas. Christmas was a celebration of his birth, his birthday. He said, although Christmas was full of celebration, it was empty on any association with Jesus Christ. Amen. And you know, I thought about that, and sadly, that's still the case for the most part in our world today. That many people are experiencing Christmas without Christ. They may have a very happy Christmas by the world's standards, but they don't understand the real reason for the season. So what I want to do this morning, church, is that I not only want to talk to you about the hope of Christmas, but I want to share some of the other wonderful aspects of Christmas that I feel are extremely important if we really want to take a minute of this Advent season and enjoy it. Amen. Because the first thing that I want to mention is the reality of Christmas. Amen. And I think really that would be a good thing for all of us to come back to the reality of what Christmas really is. You see, more than anyone, we as Christians need to know that reality of Christmas is that Christ has come. Amen? He has come and that the Messiah has been born. Amen? More than anyone else, we as Christians need to know that Jesus stepped out onto eternity. Amen? And into the form of a human baby. The Bible says, Emmanuel, that God is with us, amen, that God has come, that Christ has come, and at the right time, and as God planned, Christ came. And we're here today because of the blessings of God and what it is that he has done for us, amen. As we celebrate this Christmas, we need to understand that Jesus is the reason for this season. Amen, somebody. Now, church tradition says that we remember the birth of Christ on December the 25th, amen. But some of you who have been in Bible study realize that uh, it may not have been that exact date, amen, somebody, that uh, the birth of Jesus. But what is important is what we believe his birth and that it really happened, amen. Now, I want to tell you, I, I believe that Jesus was really born of the virgin uh, girl named Mary, amen. 
I believe that Jesus was an actual baby, that he was laid in a manger at his birth. And if you're not sure of that, let me tell you that on an actual day and date, the reality of Christmas actually took place. Don't you let anybody try to fool you. Don't you let anybody try to tell you that Jesus' birth is not real and, and, and getting caught up in the other thing. Whether it was in the bleak time of midwinter, whether it was in the spring or during the heat of summer or autumn, Christ was born. That's the bottom line, amen. And, and we know it was in the evening. We know it was in Bethlehem. We know that it happened in a stable where the animals were kept. That's where the Son of God was born. And as a Christian church, we need to realize and we need to believe that the reality of Christmas happened. Not in a palace, not in a hospital, not where anyone writing a story would have used a uh, stable as a birthplace, amen? The reality of Christmas took place in a dirty, smelly stable, amen? Now listen to me. Because there's an important message in this for us. And this should remind us all, church, that no place is too common for Jesus. That no circumstance is beneath him. Amen? And in all of this, this is where our hope lies. Amen? That's why hope is an important part of this Advent season. Amen? So what I want to do, let me, can I talk just a little bit about hope this morning? Because maybe Mary had hoped that Joseph would have been able to find them somewhere nice to stay when they were in Bethlehem. Maybe she had hoped that there would be someone to assist in the birth. Maybe she had hoped to have a comfortable bed rather than having to have a bed of straw. But whatever Mary had hoped for, I'm sure that the moment Jesus was born, that Mary knew Jesus was worth everything that she had to go through. How many of you know today that no matter what it is that you have to go through, that when you go through, you need to understand that God is still with you, even in the very midst of your circumstances and your trouble. That God is with you in the midst of your trials and the tribulations of life. That God is with you in the up times and in the down times. In times when you're depressed, in times when you feel defeated, how many of you know that God is still there? Do I have a witness in here this morning? So during this Advent season, church, we sing about his miraculous birth, amen? We were singing just a little while earlier, Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, amen? An old little town of Bethlehem. You all remember the, that song, Old Little Town of Bethlehem? We sang it when we were growing up, amen, where it says, Old Little Town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in the dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Amen, somebody. Those words, church, could have been the prayer and praise in Mary's heart that night. Amen. The hope of Christmas shows us that we can place our hope and faith and trust in God. Amen. And I think sometimes, church, that we need to be reminded of that. 
And I believe that's really what our text was trying to remind us of, to, for us to remember what Romans 8.28 says. Amen? You are familiar with Romans 8.28. Listen to what it says. It says, and we know that in all things, somebody say all things, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Amen? When Christ was born, so was our hope. Because Christ came. And the fact is that God is always near us. Amen? He's always for us. And he's always in us. So those times when we're feeling down, those times when we're feeling defeated, those times when we're feeling discouraged, know that Jesus Christ is there with you. Amen in here, somebody. Jesus understands what you feel. Amen? And he already knows what you face. We get caught up worrying so much about what's going to happen and uh, what is this going to be and, and does anybody know what I'm going through? Can I tell you this morning, Jesus Christ knows what you're going through. He knows what you stand in need of. He understands what you feel and he knows what you're facing, amen? And we have a hope. We have a steadfast, certain hope that God can use times of difficulty in times of struggle in our lives to accomplish his will and his purpose in your life. How many of you know that God has a purpose for your life? Amen. The certain hope of Christmas is that God has sent his only son, Jesus, to bear our burdens. Amen. And to save us from our sins. Amen. And my brothers and my sisters, that's a miracle in of itself. Amen. The miracle of Christmas is that Jesus Christ was born to save us from our sins. Amen. Now, I have folk, uh, told me, Reverend Jackson, past, that I don't have any sins. I, now, you know they're lying. Amen. You know why I know they're lying? So listen to what Romans 3, 22, 24 says in our text. Amen. It says that this righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ. To all who believe, there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Amen. And all are justified freely by his what? By his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Amen, somebody. That means to me that the miracle of Christmas is that Jesus entered the world to save you from your sins. And somebody else to say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. The reality of Christmas is that the Savior has come. Amen. The certain hope of Christmas is that the Savior, he has come for us. Amen. God has shown his love for you by sending his only son, Jesus, to take away your sins. Amen. The word says that all who trust in Jesus have been saved from the guilt of our sin. And we have been saved from the punishment of sin. Amen? I think we take that too lightly. When you think about, stop for a minute and just think about what the Lord has done for you. If it had not been the Lord who had been on your side, even when you didn't even know it, where would you be today? If it had not been for God's love for us that he left heaven, can you imagine Jesus Christ leaving heaven to come down to here? He certainly knew what kind of messy mess we got down here. Amen. And the truth is, many of us, if we were sitting on the right-hand side of Jesus and, and being able to commune with him, 
and looking down at this world and this mess that we have down here, I don't know. Now, let's tell the truth for this one. I don't know if we would have left. Amen. For ourselves. But thank God we had the kind of God who looked beyond our faults and he saw the needs that we have. Is anybody glad this morning that we have that kind of God that will look beyond the faults that we have and look at the needs we have? Amen. I want to share this with you. First John 4.10, it reminds us of something. Now listen to what it says. It says that this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Amen. Listen to me. The baby Jesus grew to be a man who became the atoning sacrifice for our sin. Jesus took the punishment, church, for our sin. Amen. And in the, his death on the cross, he endured what we should have endured. It should have been me. It could have been me. Amen. And he paid the ultimate price, church, to save us. And that's what the Bible says. If you look over to Romans 5, uh, verse 6, listen to what it says. It says that, you see, at just the right time, when we were what? Still powerless. Christ died for the ungodly. Amen. 1 Peter 3.18 says this, that for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous. To bring you to God, he was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. The message of Christmas is our Savior church has come. Amen. We have a Savior whose body was broken and his blood was shed for the forgiveness, church, of our sins. Amen. Jesus, the word says, was born to die in my place and in your place. Amen. He paid the penalty so that our sins could be forgiven. Amen. Jesus conquered death. He rose from the grave. And in him and in him alone, we have the promise of eternal life and peace with God. And so when I think about all that God has done, when I think about all of his grace, when I think about all of his mercy, when I think about all of his compassion, when I think about all of his understanding, when I think about that in the midst of trouble, that God is still there with me. I don't know about you, but when I look back over my life and think about all the things God has done, my soul cries out hallelujah this morning. Thank God for saving me. If there's anybody here this morning and the Lord has blessed you and God has saved you and the Lord has made a way out of no way for you and God picked you up when you were down and God made a way out of no way for you, then we ought to put our hands in the air. Y'all waving like you're going to wave in this afternoon when the Eagles at 49 is playing. But let's do better than that. Let's give God the praise that he deserves. And we can do better than the Eagles and the 49ers. We can praise God for being God all by himself. We can praise him for being a God who loves me even in spite of myself. We can praise him that God is still an awesome God. Let's give God an awesome praise. Hallelujah. Stand with me this morning, church. Stand with me this morning. Stand with me. And so we put forth an effort today. And in the coming weeks, to look forward, church, in anticipation of the coming of the Savior into the world. Amen. I don't know about you, but my hope is in Jesus Christ. It's your hope today in Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Anybody glad we have a Savior that you can put your hope in? So we ought to thank him and say, Lord, I thank you for all of your blessings, for your grace, and for your mercy. You know, there may be someone here today, and the Lord was speaking just to you. This message was just for you. It's not by coincidence. It's not by happenstance that you're here today. God spoke through your spirit, whether you knew it or you didn't, that there's a word that you need to hear for today. And I'm so glad that you're here, those who are watching by live stream, amen. There may be someone here today. The Lord is speaking just to you. And you never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now is the time to turn your life over to him. Those who are watching by live stream, if the Lord is speaking just to you or those of you who are here, if you never received nor accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, now is the time on this first Sunday of Advent to give your heart and give your life to him. Amen. Because we serve a mighty good God. Amen. Maybe you live in the community. You've been searching for a church home. We invite and encourage you. We would love to have you here at Second Baptist. Amen. Our doors and our hearts are open to you, and we would love to receive you now. And as our deacons go down the aisle, they have their arms outstretched. They're trying to say to you, we would love to have you. They want to encourage you to give your heart and your life to him. Amen. What better time than on this first Sunday of Advent to turn it all over to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Pastor Paul, I'm thinking in my spirit, you know, the one day we shall wear a crown. Thanking God for all of his blessings. Thanking God for his grace, for his mercy. We're here today because of God's grace and because of God's mercy. And all you got to do is turn it over to him. Ask him. Invite him into your heart. Say, Lord, I am a sinner and I'm in need of a savior. And if you turn it over to him and say, Lord, come into my heart, to my life, you know what God will do? God will step right in and he will make things new in your life. And somebody needs to know today that when the Lord moves into your house, y'all know it, he's going to rearrange your furniture. Amen. He's going to change some things in your life and God can make things brand new. Amen. Is there one here today? Lord is speaking just to you today. Amen. Thanking God for all of his blessings. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand. Praise the Lord. You may be seated as our deacons and deaconess prepare themselves for the period of Holy Communion. For those of you who came in and may be visiting for the first time, if you did not pick up a communion cup uh, there in the back uh, when you came in, please just raise your hand as one of our trustees will come around. If you're in need of a communion cup, amen. Just lead us a song.
on the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus and they said unto him, Master, where shall thou we prepare to eat the Passover? Jesus said unto them to go into the city to such a man and to say unto him, The Master saith my time in that hand. I will eat the Passover at thy house along with thy disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them and they made ready the Passover. come, Jesus sat down with the twelve and he said unto them, as often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you do proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. So let a man examine himself and so let him eat of this bread and drink of this cup. We will have a prayer of thanksgiving for the bread and the wine there by Deacon Robin Busby. Father, although it is covered up right now, the front of this table says, do this in remembrance of me. In preparing for this day, you gave me the thought of, remember the Alamo. That was a significant statement of non-forgiveness and continued hatred. And man has done a great job of doing that all throughout history to the present time in your Middle East. But Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me and it reminds us of his love for us, not hatred. Forgiveness, not non-forgiveness. Even saying on the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. It is also a statement, Lord, that we believe you that you are coming back for your church. So we do the elements today as a celebration waiting for your return. We give you thanks for that hope, Father, which was our theme for today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. Has everyone been served? On the night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. And he gave it unto them, saying, Take, eat, this is my body that was broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Let us eat together. And likewise, they took the cup and they blessed it and gave it unto them, saying, Take, drink this in thy blood that was shed for many for the remissions of sins. This do in remembrance of me. Let us drink together. When they had sung a song, they went out and up into the Mount of Olives. How about if we would stand at this time? Amen. Let us look to the Lord in prayer. Eternal God, our Father, Lord, we just want to say thank you. 
as we think about the hope that we have during this Advent season. Realizing, Lord God, that you willingly gave your life on the cross and paid our sin debts in full. And for that, God, we say thank you. We ask a special blessing for you upon each and every individual who is here. Those, Lord God, who you place in their heart a desire to unite in fellowship here at Second Baptist on this day. And so, God, we give you the praise, we give you the glory, and we give you the honor. For we ask these things in the precious name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Let the church say amen. amen. What a mighty God that we serve. Come on, let's give some praise up to the Lord. Give somebody a holy hug this morning and let them know that you love them. 